Hey gang, welcome back to Out of Bounds, backdoor cover style. As always, I'm here with Kyle. Kyle, what is happening? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm really excited for this one, brother. Really excited. We've got USFL football season two coming at you, you beautiful bald bitch. I'm ready to fucking get after it. All right. I mean, you're so ready. You're almost eating your microphone. Turning the decibels up, way up. Uh, so, listeners, if you still have eardrums, you'll definitely want to listen to this because we got the USFL coming at you hot and heavy. Uh, very, very excited. The USFL was just a profit playground for us last year, and we're looking to keep it rolling. Um, so this is going to be our preview episode along with a little week one betting advice. Kyle, let's start, sir, with the USFL championship odds what do you think uh if i were to make my bet and i haven't looked at these because i wanted to just see where i was at sure in my mind. um i would absolutely have the birmingham stallions as the number one favorite to win this league again um followed most likely by the philadelphia stars um because, I mean, realistically, when you look at those two guys, I would say that they probably have the top two or three MVP-looking finalists as well. Okay. Um, and then uh, after that, the third one, I would probably go the New Jersey Generals. All right. I would say that that's probably our top three. Where, well, where you got we them at. right. You got, them, you got the three right, but not in the right order. So I'm um, looking at DraftKings here. Uh, just out of convenience. But uh, the Birmingham Stallions are your favorite. They are plus 275 to bring home the Freedom Cup in year two. Uh, they are uh, just a, a, a very short favorite over the New Jersey Generals, who are in second. They are three to one. And in third place, the biggest value on the board, spoiler alert, your hometown Philadelphia Stars. Um, and I get it. that They lost in the Freedom Cup last year. But they returned just a ton of of players, a lot of continuity on this team. Bart Andrus, the man, love the guy. So really looking forward to uh, to the stars. They'll be kicking it off tomorrow. But Kyle, what what do you like out of this Birmingham Stallions team? Why are they their prohibitive favorites? Well, number one, they were the best team all year last year, and they didn't really lose much. I mean, really that. You know the the engine that that made this train keep going was uh you know the quarterback Jamar Smith and mm -hmm. uh, you know Bo Scarborough the running back that they got mid season and those two really pushed this uh, team you know kind of to that next level and both of them are back so uh, I don't I mean I know that there's a little bit of uh, uncertainty about Jamar Smith uh, this year coming back. But as of right now, he is coming back. So we'll see, you know, that's something we, you know, certainly have to manage and look out for uh, if he's, he's going to he's come, starting. you know, he's okay. Yeah. Okay. So I know that I read up and, and they said that, you know, he has some other things possibly in the works. So maybe it's a mid season, you know, move maybe it's it's something where you know he leaves the usfl for you know greener pastures something like that um but as of right now where it stands 
it's official that he's starting. And realistically, those are the two best players on this team, you know, certainly on the offensive side of the football. And, you know, when you have those two players who come back again, you know, you mentioned continuity not long ago, you know, when you have two players like that coming back, it's certainly going to keep you up at that level. So I think that those are the two biggest pieces of, of why this team is, is, you know, favorite to repeat here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were nine and one last year, skip Holtz, you know, led the, led the charge as the, probably the coach of the year. He did a, a just a fine job. Uh, this stallions team is also returning Scooby, Wright fan favorite the guy's an absolute psychopath out there um you know just a defensive monster um so this team is really good jamar smith is a fantastic quarterback he, he's got nfl stuff so i like this birmingham team um but they're not going to be getting my futures money it's going to be the stars um yeah so you know let's talk about is there anything else you want to talk about with the, the stallions no, I mean, listen, they they're returning, you know, their their top players. They're they're returning a, a really good defense here. Again, you, you know, you mentioned Scooby Wright, which is is huge uh, for this team because he was he was that quarterback of the defense. He was all over the field. So this is a very good team. Uh, I expect them to absolutely be in the playoffs. And uh, you know, I, I I don't think. Listen, it's plus money. So I don't, I don't think it's bad if you're going to put your money on this team uh, because they certainly look to be the part still. But, you know, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going elsewhere with my money. Love it. Um, also, just of note, the place kicker on this team, his name is Brandon Aubrey. Uh, and that's important because he, he went to Notre Dame. Kyle, I don't know if you remember him. And if you don't, that's okay because he didn't play football at Notre Dame. He played soccer. So that should be entertaining at the very least yep yeah i uh i mean anytime you can get a uh you know a, a football to football transfer you know there's never been anything wrong with that ever so that should be a lot of fun bingo all right so let's let's break down these new jersey generals um you know slated as as the second favorite what do you like about these guys well you know they were nine and one last year um they were really good uh, all year long. I mean, they were – you could kind of tell that they were a half step behind Birmingham throughout the year. Uh, but, man, were they good. And, uh, you know, they, they got upset in the uh, in, in the playoffs. But realistically, this is uh, – this team changed a little bit. Uh, you know, you still have, you know, Kyle Loletta out there. Uh, you know, an old that's – a, that's, a, that's an old NFL player. You know, um, I'm not sure if he's going to be getting the starts here. Uh, there's a couple other quarterbacks, DeAndre Johnson, Dakota Prukup. Um, so, you know, I'm not really sure where they're going to go. I'd expect Loletta to end up with this starting gig. Uh, he does have some NFL pedigree. Um, but realistically, th- this is a this is a tough, tough football team. They played really good defense last year. I expect it to be a lot of the same. Um uh, other than that, man, I mean, you know, you got Alonzo Moore out there, you know, his his old ass, <laughs> you know, catching passes. Uh, you know, it looks like Daryl Stewart's out, at least for this week, which I think might hurt him a little bit on the wide receiver end. He's 6'2", 215. He's a big wide receiver, big target. Um, but I think that this team 
in itself has, especially last year, you know, they really kind of leaned on the defensive side of the football. And I expect it to be the same case this year. Um, You know, you got Blake Countess out there, a little bit of NFL pedigree, Uh, you know, DJ Daniel, another, another decent little quarterback out there. So this team has some, uh, some really good, really nice pieces on the defensive side of the football. And I think that that's going to show again throughout this year. Yeah. Uh, so they are coached by Mike Riley. If you you know don't remember from last season, nine and one, really good squad. Uh, starting quarterback is going to be DeAndre Johnson. So it, it, it's it's not going to be Loletta. Um, but Cavante Turpin is gone. And I mean, that, that, that feels like a big loss. This kind of goes with the continuity. This was a really good team last year, but like you said, they're, they're missing some pieces um, you know, so we'll see. DeAndre Johnson was okay last year. They were split in time with uh, Luis Perez, who's now in the XFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was kind of a two quarterback system. So I guess we'll we'll see Dakota Pruck up whoever that is. Um, so maybe we'll get some film on him. Whatever. Um, they yeah, I think I think we see um, Loletta kind of enter into that Luis Perez role where you know Perez was primarily the passer engine of this uh, two quarterback system. So that's where I see Loletta kind of filling in. Yeah. So it just goes to my point. This is not uh, the second best team, in my opinion, that belongs to your Philadelphia stars. Let's talk about them, Kyle. Cause I, I think that's going to get the lion's share of our, uh, our futures money. What do you like about this, this stars team? Well, honestly, I love the stars team. Um, you know, last year, you know, anybody who listened in news knew we were really big Brian Scott fans. And he went down, got hurt. He looked great, by the way. He's the D3 Aaron Rodgers, and man, it looked like it when he was playing. Um, but he went down, and uh, Case Cookus took over. And man, didn't, didn't miss a beat. And looked fantastic throughout the whole year. He's back, which is huge. Um, I believe he is number one or number two, most likely in the MVP discussion between him and Jamar Smith. Um, but I mean, this this team they played really well through the playoffs. Like you said, they got that continuity um, that that really is going to help them. Uh, another big piece that that this team got is uh, th- this year as, as a new new player is Corey Coleman. Big, big pickup, baby. Huge, huge pickup. Um, I mean, this is a guy who was, if I'm not mistaken, a first round pick out of, out of Baylor was a decent NFL wide receiver until he kind of fell off. Um, I mean, nowadays, I mean, he's, he's still only 28, but nowadays the wide receivers that are coming out are on a completely different level than, than they were, you know, five years, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you come out in the first round. Now you're expected to be, a, you know, a top 10, top 15 wide receiver in football right away. And you look at it, you know, it's, you know, whether it's Jamar Chase, whether it's, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, whether it's, you know, Devontae Smith, who's been really, really good for, for the Eagles. You know, these guys are expected. And now you're seeing guys in the second and third rounds, guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, the sun god. And, mm-hmm. and you're seeing, you know, players like that who are really taking over the league. It's, 
Corey Coleman was a very good wide receiver, but he was kind of in that echelon before this that when they were coming out, they weren't fully um, fully polished. You know, they didn't run every route in the system. You know, college football is worlds different now than it was six years ago. So, you know, even though he, you know, he came from Baylor and, and they were a high-powered offense, you know, it, it, it was a different world back then. So he kind of, I mean, I look at him probably like a fourth or fifth round wide receiver, you know, coming out if he was around now. But, uh, you know, it, it's still NFL pedigree. It's huge. I think that that is going to be the piece, especially offensively, that uh, takes this this team kind of, you know, over the top. Um Another really, really, really big piece that I like is is Mac Colburn, the second uh, running back for running this team yep. uh, out of Wake Forest. I think he's going to be a very, very, very nice piece for this team. Um, I mean, and just to add on to that, how about a little bit of Dexter Williams, Golden Domer, baby? Go Irish. I mean, this team seems to be – now, it's really going to depend. I know that we looked um, – you and I looked at the the draft for this year, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I believe the stars took offensive tackle. Then it was like another offensive tackle in the second, and then it was like a defensive end, then another offensive tackle. So they beefed up the lines, and as long as that, as long as that, you know, works out, and they can get some continuity on that line and and feel really good about that, this team can absolutely absolutely be playing in the championship again i i agree i agree um a lot of pieces are back and you didn't actually touch on uh the tight end situation uh philly has really really good tight ends uh three of them in fact uh bug howard he is you know he's hurt right now uh but he should be back um but i mean they're they're in good shape you know at the tight end position they're bringing back Adam Rodriguez on the defensive line. He had nine sacks last year, so that was second in the league. Um, you know, and then Tavion Coney, who's a linebacker. We didn't see a lot out of him, uh, but maybe this this will be the year he turns it around. He's 22. He's a young guy. He's out of Notre Dame, so we saw a lot of a lot of him. Um, but I, I really like this team. I feel very confident that they'll at least find a path to the, the final again uh, and give us a nice hedge spot. Uh, Case Cookus. The dude can spin it. Just really, really excited for this this Philadelphia team and and what they can do. So um, next up, the New Orleans Breakers. Uh, I know they they were a team that you had your eye on and targeted in several spots last year, Kyle. Uh, do you like them this year, or are we done with them? I mean, this was a team that kind of continuously let me down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a team that. I loved their defense. I had them ranked as the number one defense in in my mind. Their problem was offensively. And, you know, I, I've gone over this roster a little bit, and, I, man, I don't see the offense still where I want it to be. Um, I, I just don't I, – I don't believe in this team enough offensively to really throw any money on them. Um, I think their defense is going to be really good again. But – you have to be able to uh, stay on the field. You know what I mean? You have to be able to convert third downs. I mean, one of the big things that we see uh, in the XFL is usually the team that has the higher third down percentage is the team that's 
you know, winning these football games. And usually it's not, you know, a, you know, 38 to 35%, you know, third down conversion percentage. Usually it's something around like 55, 60, and then the losing teams around 25 to 30. So if, you know, if you can, you know, kind of put that on the line for the USFL, I don't like this team's ability to convert on third downs. Now, um, tight end wise, I think, you know, you got Sage Sherrod out there who is, I think, going to be a very good player in this league. For sure. And that's a good summer can, league player. Yeah, absolutely. And if they can uh, really get him working, uh, you know, especially if they can keep third downs to short yarded situations, I think that with their tight ends and their, and their, uh, wide receivers because they've got some really good size on the wide receivers. I mean, Jonathan Adams is 6'3", 220. Um, Surratt is a, is, a, is a big guy. They've got D. Anderson, who's 6'6", 220. They've got some really, really big uh, wide receivers here. So uh, I think that if they can stay third and short, they'll be okay. But the biggest issue here is I look at quarterbacks. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of look at this as what we've seen in the XFL this year and what we saw a little bit in the USFL the first season is there's going to be a bit of a revolving door on this team. I uh, I disagree. But go I ahead. I think so. Yeah, okay. I, think, I mean, I, I think uh, so McLeod Bethel Thompson is going to be uh, the, he's going to be taking the snaps tomorrow. Um, yes. He was in and out of a lot of NFL camps. Also, he just won the – um, oh, what's it called? The the Super Bowl in in the uh, CFL. I, what is that? Oh, the Grey Cup. It's called the Grey yeah. Cup. So um, he's a Canadian Grey Cup champion last year, and he was he was very very good. Uh, he threw for almost five thousand yards, twenty three touchdowns. This is a professional signal caller, and I think that's what you need in a summer league. So I think the offense may actually be a little bit better. This is a huge upgrade from Kyle Sloter, who. Um, has had a cup of coffee with all these leagues and everybody decided he sucks. So That's I, true. I, I, I think, I think we're going to get good quarterback play um, at least better quarterback play from this New Orleans breakers team, which will probably make them a playoff squad in my opinion. Yeah. Listen, if, if Bethel Thompson has the type of year in this league that he did in the CFL, this team absolutely is a is a threat because you know like i said i think that we agree that their defense is going to be pretty good it was really good last year they didn't really lose much off of this defense they they brought in some really nice pieces as well um you know looking at this team though they've got a lot of size on the offensive side of the football mm -hmm. they've got a lot of big receivers and that's a really good thing in this type of league because you see it in the first year of the USFL. You see it in the XFL now. Those big, wide catch radius wide receivers sit in a very, very, very good pocket in these leagues. So I think that if he does have it, you know, that type of season, if Bethel Thompson is as good as you say, I see the jury for me is still out because I believe that this is a better league than the CFL. And I think there might be some growing pains with that. Um, and if he doesn't work out, listen, Davis Cheek and Akil Glass don't really 
do anything for me. <laughs> so, um, I mean, realistically, they're, they got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stock in McLeod. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but if, listen, if he, if he can be there, they've got the pieces. I, I mean, I love Sage Surratt on this team. I'd love it. That, that, yeah, that's that's a big that's a big piece. So, um, just going down the list here, we don't have to break these teams down all the way. Um, so, in fifth, like the fifth favorite, Michigan Panthers. Uh, you know, they're they're moving on from Jeff Fisher, thank God. Uh, and they've got Mike Nolan as a head coach now from the 49ers. He wasn't great in the NFL. Let's see uh, how he handles a, a USFL team. Um, sixth is the Memphis Showboats. This is the old Tampa Bay Bandits team. Um, new name, new location, and they're still 7-1, to so they still sink, stink. Um, finally, we've got the Houston Gamblers. They are plus 950. They're coached by new guy on the block, Curtis Johnson. Unfortunately, he takes Kevin Sumlin's place. Um, boy, what an, what an easy fade they were last year with Kevin Sumlin calling the shots. I mean, the guy was a recruiter, not a head coach. And then last in this league, 12 to one. There was some value in this last place uh, slot at the beginning of last year. It's the Pittsburgh Maulers. They're 12 to one. They've got new colors. They are now black and yellow reminiscent of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, you know, the books don't really like them very much. Let's dive into these games and see if we can find any value down the board. Is that, is that cool? Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I, I love that. One thing I want to point out before we do that. Yeah is uh this michigan panthers team um listen a little bit of carson strong action he's not the starter settle down listen i'm telling you by the end of the season old broke knees carson strong will be starting for this this beautiful michigan panthers squad his his knees don't work but his arm is an absolute cannon so that's all i need yeah um so the Saturday games are way better than the Sunday games. That's mm-hmm. I, I think the USFL wanted to start off with a bang, and we're getting that uh, tomorrow, 4.30. So Saturday, 4.30, the Philadelphia Stars are the away team versus the Memphis Showboats. They are three-point favorites. The total on this one is 39. You can have the Stars minus 155 on the money line, or you can take the Showboats plus 135. I don't think there's any mystery in which way we're going here, but go ahead and tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, um, I'm going to start off um, with with uh, I'm going two units on the Philly Stars here um, money line. I think that this is uh, what 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 was the best line we could get on this? Uh, I don't know what the best line is, but DraftKings is showing 155. Okay, yeah, I, I'm going to go two units here on the Stars. Um, I, I think that this is a you know, I don't want to go too crazy. I don't. I don't want to give any points right now. Um, you know, I, I want to see these teams in action again. But I mean, in my mind, we're very, very high on the stars, and I think that this is a really, really good first game for them. Um, you know, I, I know it's a really, really cool thing about the league this year. Just to touch on it real quick, is that. Every game is not in the same place. Birmingham's not getting every single game this year. Right. So there's like this pods. is yes. So this is um, 
this is going to be technically in in Memphis uh, home home field here. Um, it's Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, Memphis, Tennessee. I, so I know it's quote unquote an away game for the Philly Stars, but I think that this is a perfect team for the Philly Stars to start out with. I think that they can they can still be kind of fine tuning a few things, and as they're fine tuning a few things, you don't want to go out there and play the Generals or the Stallions the first game. You know what I mean? That's that's not what you want. Which I mean. You know, as as luck would have it, that's our first week in this the second game here. But I think that this is the perfect game for the stars to have the first the first week. It's a bit of a it's a it's a mid tier opponent, which I think for the stars is perfect because you're not going out there, you know, against Pittsburgh or or you know Houston, who's you know they're 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 pretty trash. So I think that this is a mid tier. I think this is going to be a mid tier opponent that they're going to see. And uh, I think it's a perfect game. So two units on the Philly Stars. Money. I agree, sir. Uh, that is the exact uh, bet that I was going to make. Um, you know, this this Tampa team, they were four – well, not I'm sorry, not Tampa. Um, but Todd Haley, you know, I think he was on the, the uh, Tampa sta- – no, he was the coach last year. This was the old, this was the old Bandits. I have confused yes. myself. All yes. right, so Todd Haley was four and six last year as the head coach of this team. Um not good. The stars, they came on strong. They went through adversity at, at quarterback. Um, they developed an incredible running back, a solid defense. Bart Andrus, the head coach, loves the spin the rock. This feels like a stone cold over um, over the 39. I, I lean that way, but I'm, I'm going two units on the stars money line as well. I just think the, the stars are far too much for the Memphis showboats here in, in the first the first time slot. Um, so second up on the board will be those New Jersey Generals, the runners-up, um, you know, in the uh, this season preview, uh, you know, season-long odds. The Generals are five-point dogs uh, against the Birmingham Stallions. The total on this one is 40 on the nose. The Generals you can have on the money line plus 175. You can have the Stallions minus 205. Which way are you heading here? So I'm going to um... – I'm actually going to take the the generals. I'm going to take the points here. Um, I think that this is two very very good teams. The, maybe the top two, but certainly two. You know, two of the top three. I think five is too much, even in week one. Uh, realistically, my gut says that uh, the generals come out here and uh, bitch slap the stallions the first week. I think that you know they end up winning the game outright, uh, but. I listen. I, I think that you know Birmingham's coming off of a, a really great season. I mean, the game that they lost was a throwaway game. Realistically, this team didn't lose a game all year. Uh, they lost that throwaway game. They were already in. They they threw backups out there, um, and then you know until the championship game with the Stars, they rolled everybody. So I think that new jersey is coming out with something to prove i think this is going to be um a super bowl hangover ish type game for the stallions um the freedom cup hangover yeah yeah i think uh i think new jersey takes this outright but i'm going to take the points here for a unit with the generals i lean the over but this is two very good defenses um i i just think it's going to be a little more back and forth 
uh, in spurts. I think that there's going to be uh, like a score and then a and then an answer score, and then it'll be you know a field goal and then an answer score. But I think there's going to be pretty decent chunks of time in between the score spurts. Um, so I, I think it does. I am going to lean the over, but I, I think I'm just going to take the unit on the generals here. Okay, uh, plus the plus the five. Sure. I mean, you, you must have been looking at my notes uh, before the show here because I I had circled the money line. The money line, I think, is live, uh, that plus 175. Um, but again, I'm going to play it safe, just like you. I'm going to take the five points here. Um, you know, I, the Stallions, they lost Vic uh, Bolden, Kyle, to the NFL. That was a, a really nice piece. Now, they still have talent everywhere. Like I said, they they have Bo Scarborough. And, um, but boy, he looked really tired in the second half of that uh, championship game. So you kind of got to wonder what kind of shape he was keeping himself in. And now in off season, uh, you're not getting ready to play at Alabama. Uh, you're getting ready to play for Birmingham, two different things. Let's see what kind of shape he's in. You know, if he's, if he's chiseled like a, like a Greek God, then he's going to run through everybody, but you know, maybe he's not there yet. Uh, and also, you know, this Vic Bolden loss, is huge. I, I don't know if you saw the, the rule change in the USFL this year. The uh, kickoffs have been moved back to the 20-yard line. So they, they were at the 25 last year. Now they moved them back to the 20. You know, And that's way, way behind where NFL kickoffs are. So you're going to get a return every time unless you, know, you kick it out of bounds. Then the opposing team gets it at, at midfield. Mm-hmm. So, I mean um, – you know, Vic Bolden was a was a pretty nice, you know, skilled player. You know, halfway return man that could really affect them. Who who knows what they've got uh, in special teams until we get our eyes on them. But I just think this general side that taking the points is the smart way to go. Yes. All right. So now we're moving to Sunday, and we've got the Michigan Panthers. They are one point dogs playing the Houston Gamblers. This total is thirty eight and a half. You can have minus one ten on either side. So I've I've looked at this game and and tried to kind of try to do path of victory here. And in my eyes, I just think that without the shit show of the coaching staff that the Michigan Panthers ha- Panthers had last year, which was Jeff uh, Fisher, all high pants. And they were um, tight. He had tight man, pants. Oh, tight, high pants, Jeff Fisher. Um, I think that this team is better constructed than what they seemed to be last year. I think last year was more of a coaching issue than it was, uh, you know, a player or personnel issue. So I think that Michigan is the better team here. So I'm going to put one unit on the Michigan Panthers money line here, or you know. Whatever the best better odd is, I know it's only a point difference here. Yeah, we're but, we're gonna we're gonna put you taking the point because you you get the point for five cents. The, so perfect. We're we're gonna take that just in case there's any um, you know, kicking woes out there. But I I think you're right, Kyle. Uh, Mike Nolan, you know, as big of a dork as he is, he is a huge upgrade over Jeff Fisher. Uh, you know, and then they, they went ahead and drafted Tanner Morgan out of Minnesota. I think he's like 37 years old now. Uh, he had a pretty long career at Minnesota, uh, but they returned Stevie Scott as well to run the ball. I think this team is, is talented enough to, 
to beat the gamblers. Uh, I don't think the gamblers are really anything good. Um, they've got a nice running back, Mark Thompson, pretty decent. Kenji Bahar is, you know, going to be taking the snaps week one for the gamblers. Um, so I'm with you on the Panthers. Let's, uh, let's not disagree week one. Let's just do it. We'll both be on the Michigan Panthers plus one. Cool. Uh, so finally wrapping this whole thing up, we've got the Pittsburgh Maulers four and a half point dogs. Uh, the total on this one is 37 and a half. The breakers, the new Orleans breakers are getting four and a half points on the money line. You can grab them minus minus one ninety five. the Maulers plus plus one sixty five. What are you doing here? Uh, I'm all over the breakers in this game. Um, I'm, I'm going to give up the points here. Um, it's only four and a half. I feel comfortable with that. I think that this, you know, I, I said it all last year. Maybe I was just a year too soon. Um, I think that this defense is legit. Pittsburgh was a joke last year. I don't see it getting any better. You can change the colors all you want. I don't see. I don't see that mattering here. Um, you know, you you are not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I, I think the I think the the breakers here. I think the wave is coming, and I think we're gonna see uh, a very good defense out of this team. And I'm I'm gonna give your boy the benefit of the doubt in the first week. Um, we're gonna see what 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 he's got here, and, and we're gonna see how this offense uh, ends up shaking out here. So I'm on the breakers here minus the four and a half. I'll tell you what he's got. He's got the goods. <laughs> And my computer's acting up. It's going going a little nuts here. Um, but I'm I'm also on the breakers, Kyle. Minus four and a half. Um, I think there's some serious value in the minus 195, too. I mean, I, I know it's juicy, but I still think there's value there. I don't think there's really any way that the Maulers, like you said, have a path to victory here. Uh, I'm a big fan of new head coach D. Flippo. He's a good offensive guy. And like I said uh, in the preview, Going to McLeod Bethel Thompson is not a downgrade. It's a huge upgrade over what we saw last year with uh, Kyle Sloter. This this is a good wide receiving unit, and their defense is stacked. Uh, this Breakers team, I think there's going to be big-time value on in the beginning of the year until the books figure out that this, this you know quarterback is the absolute truth. So give me the New Orleans Breakers, and I'll lay the four-and-a-half for a unit. Well, I mean, we're in fucking complete agreement here on this. So this is either going to be a really good week <laughs> or this is going to be a shit week. But yeah, well, I feel really, really good about this week. Um, you know, as as two USFL enthusiasts that we are and uh, two guys who watched all last season and, and who have muddled through a worse product in the XFL, I think we can certainly agree on that. Um, that it's a lesser product of 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 these two um, B squad, you know. Oh, agreed, leagues. agreed. Um, you know, I, I think what we're looking at here is uh, kind of the same thing. I think that you know we we have a little bit of uh, you know last year bias um, for how these teams were, and uh, you know I think all, as well, you know. You're a pretty big college football guy when it comes to names and, and where these players are coming from and, and where they are. And I have a really, I believe I have a really good idea of the NFL talent, you know, ex-NFL talent. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, you know, this, you know, XFL is, is a lot 
as as much as these leagues are um, kind of piggybacking off each other a little bit in some in some ways, there's a big difference between these two leagues, in my opinion. And it's not just the product, but in the rules, in the way that things are are set up, in the players. I know that you know the XFL stole some players from here, but in my opinion, and and I think that you know it, it's it's pretty straight up here if you, if you just look at the rosters, but there wasn't a ton of movement from the USFL to the XFL, and I think that just goes to show that. People know that this is going to be a better league. Yeah, well, I think if I think you know the quarterbacks that left, Kyle, I, you have that to was think the biggest movement. You have to think that they just wanted to get eyes on them. Mm-hmm. They don't know if the league is going to take off, but they do know it's televised. And ultimately, all these guys in both leagues want to get want to get a chance in a camp. The quarterbacks, there's less of them. So, you know, you, you, I think they probably just wanted to get eyes on them. That's probably why they left. Would they leave again? I don't think so. I, I think now they know that the USFL is a more professional, polished product, more NFL ready. Um, you know, we saw Cavante Turpin, you know, leave and Vic Bolden. I think, I think Turpin was a, was a um, pro bowler this year, which is nuts. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. So I, I think. The USFL is the more ready product, and that's probably why the quarterbacks migrated over there. That's why, like, Luis Perez and Jordan Te'amu and those fellas moved on over. I don't think it'll happen again. Um, but this is this is definitely a better product. I think, you know, it'll be a better show, and I'm excited, man. So take us home. Yeah, that's uh, that's all for USFL Week 1. Um, I know that we're both very, very excited about this league. Uh, we loved the first season. I expect more of, if not even better, football uh, than we saw in the, in the first year. This second year is poised to be a very, very fun year as well. Uh, some of the, you know, like I said, you know, earlier in the show, you know, we went over the drafts. You know what I mean? We went over the the, the first and second, third rounds, and 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 we followed. Uh, what some of these teams were doing and they brought in some really nice talent to this league and it was already a pretty well you know uh oiled machine so uh, this league's only getting better so if you enjoy football i think uh this is the way to go so um other than that on the uh, on the other hand you know get in the book club you know, we're, we're hammering out some some stuff. You're going to get, uh, you know, USFL picks will all be posted on there so you can look at them if there's any changes. <clears throat> One thing that uh, I know has pissed us off with the XFL especially is is the late scratches, you know, the late information that we get. Uh, you know, specifically just two weeks ago, McCarran, there wasn't a, a – you know, a, a, a news thread about him possibly not even playing. We have bets all the way on and then game time. It's, Oh, he's not playing, you know? So I think that this league, we're not going to see anything like that. This is a much more professional product. So get into the book club so you can get all of those updates from us, the racing picks, the MLB picks, darts, everything, get in there. Uh, and we hope to see you there. So until next time, Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. 
Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.